I'm Craig Kenneth, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me and you'll get professional help on your situation. Just click on the link in the description below or go to my website, AskCraig.net. Hi there, I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. Hi there, I'm Coach Margaret. And today we're going to be talking about adult separation anxiety. Well, separation anxiety is something that you first start to experience as a child. We all have anxiety right. wired into us when we are too far away from our loved ones. If we feel disconnected from our loved ones, we right. don't feel safe, right? And biologically, this is put in us so we don't toddle away too far from our parents when right. we're little and we stay close to our loved ones. So as not to get eaten by a woolly mammoth. Exactly. Yes. But the interesting thing about separation anxiety is that it doesn't go away when you're a child. Even though you become an adult, you still have to deal with it. Yes. So today we're going to be talking about separation anxiety and hopefully this learning about this will help you understand what's going on both in yourself and in the people that you date. So this is separation anxiety and grown-ups. Okay? Yep. And we're going to start with a case study. Last week, when his wife left home for a two-week cruise with her best friend, Robert stocked up on hamburger meat and peanut butter and settled into a weekend of football and cable TV. And then he cried. Too so, much peanut butter? <laughs> no. <clears throat> um, so, so begins when it never gets easier to say goodbye by Dr. Elizabeth Bernstein, who's one of the pioneers of helping us to understand adult separation anxiety. Mm -hmm. This is Robert, 51 years old. He owns a workplace security consulting firm in Arizona. He hates being away from, away from his wife, even when she is just going to work. Mm -hmm. When she is away for a longer time, he feels nauseated and finds it hard to concentrate. He can't sleep and worries that she will have an auto accident, get sick or hurt, or will find someone else. He says, I firmly believe that my worry is based in fantasy land, but I'm still deathly afraid of losing the woman I love. And one of the things that I talk about is that with this anxiety, it can be real or it can be imagined but either way, it's just as painful and yep. just as powerful. And you can say to yourself as many times as you like, and it's a good idea, <clears throat> this is not real, but your brain is not always convinced. Yeah, okay? your brain is not convinced. No. It's when not. you're feeling anxious, logic yeah, is you not coming well through. Give it up. Logic is not important here. Yeah. Um, so what's going on here? Robert certainly is not a wimp. He is just being immature. Clingy or overly emotional? Question. Um, or is he suffering from adult separation anxiety disorder mm -hmm. and a dysfunctional attachment style? Well, as we all know, he's not a wimp. So it's adult separation anxiety disorder 
and a dysfunctional attachment style. Yes. Of course, which would be anxious. Mm -hmm. um, what's adult separation anxiety? The possibility that adults might experience separation anxiety was not recognized in the psychiatric community until relatively recently. <clears throat> it was first researched by a person whose name I would not insult them by trying to pronounce, <laughs> of the Psychiatry Research and Teaching Unit in Liverpool, New South Wales, Australia. Mm -hmm. um, adults may experience a wide range of separation anxiety symptoms such as extreme anxiety and fear when separated from major attachment figures, mm -hmm. avoidance of being alone, yeah. and fears that harm, will, that harm will befall those close to them. Um, separation anxiety disorder may be a neglected diagnosis in adulthood, and I think it certainly is. Yes, and I think only in the most recent years has anxiety come to the forefront of right. what is causing so many mental health issues. Yes, and separation anxiety is certainly one, and they point out here that um, we use a book called the DSM, Diagnostical and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders, mm -hmm. to diagnose. And we now have the DSM-5. Yeah. And that's the first time that this diagnosis has been included. Mm -hmm. Okay? Um, <clears throat> what? So there's the diagnosis, adult separation anxiety. And to be a diagnosis, it has to interfere with your functioning. Yeah. Well, with poor Robert here you can see the poor man has a terrible time. Would that interfere with his functioning? Absolutely. Absolutely. And what is an attachment style? Attachment style is a learned behavior that determines how we relate to other people, particularly in intimate relationships. Yes. Um, people with a secure attachment style likely were reared by consistently caring and responsive mother or parental figure. They typically are warm, loving, and comfortable with intimacy. Yep. Anxious people who worry about whether their partner loves them often had parents who were not or were not consistently nurturing. Avoidant people, also called dismissive, attempt to minimize closeness and often had parents who didn't tolerate neediness or insecurities. I once had a client who said she remembered um, telling her mother that she couldn't hear which was true. She didn't hear normally as a child. Mm -hmm. And her mother's response to her was, you just need too much. Wow. Can you imagine hearing that? You'd be like, uh, I think I preferred it when I couldn't I, yeah, hear. Yeah, I liked it better when I couldn't hear you, lady. Um, but oh. you can see why a person like that would not rush into relationships, even mm -hmm. with just that small example. Attachment styles are established in childhood by the relationship a child has with its parents and caregivers. Um, and we go on to, to say that that's been pretty much proven by research and by practice. Mm -hmm. um, the way we cope with separation is determined by something psychologists call our attachment system. Although it is partly genetic, much of our lifelong attachment style is determined by how, as young children, we learn to relate to our parents. Adults with anxious or avoidant attachment style are often troubled by separation anxiety. And because anxious people and avoidant people tend to attract each other, think about that, um, the connection between a dysfunctional attachment style and a 
and <clears throat> adult separation attachment disorder is strengthened. What do you do if you have it? That's a good question. What do you do besides panic? Oh, there, there, that was my answer. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I had. Yeah. <clears throat> First and foremost, you need to learn that you have it, that you have these symptoms, um, and or a problem attachment style, and that you have to deal with it yourself. Your partner cannot fix it for you. No. Um, <clears throat> a but parent, awareness really is critical. Right. But because parents should have fixed it, it's easy sometimes to look at a parent, to a look at a partner and say, so can't you fix this? And it's no, not without your working at it, I can't. Realize that the separation, anxiety, and your attachment style are hardwired into you. They were set in childhood and are part of your psychological makeup. But that doesn't mean that your situation is hopeless or cannot be improved. No, but it takes a lot of work. Yes, it does. Recognize that your fears and anxieties are not real, but are just fantasies of imagination. One of the things <clears throat> I always like to interject here is it may be that the fears and anxieties were real at one time in your young life. That's a great point. And I think that sometimes we lose our orientation and need to say, you know, I, I want you to go back to the past when you belong. I'm going to deal with you because you've come to visit me here in the present, but I think you belong back there somewhere. Mm -hmm. And I think we forget to do that sometimes. We assume it exists in the present when sometimes it absolutely does not. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but they're just as uncomfortable. Accept that you have to regularly work on your own emotions and try to regulate them. The alternative is probably driving your partner crazy. Okay? Yeah. So if you're feeling crazy, anxious, or whatever, I think it would be a very good idea to tell your partner, okay, so they don't think they're causing it. Yeah. Um, so that's why, I, why we say communicate. Yeah, absolutely. Keep reminding yourself that your partner is not abandoning you and has their own attachment style and way of relating to you. Don't think, my husband is going on a business trip and I will be alone. Think I have a wonderful husband. I will have time to catch up on things and plan a lovely reunion. That's not easy when you're terrified. No, you get it's the not. idea. I'm sure you get the idea. Um, <clears throat> what do you do when you're alone? Reframe your negative thoughts as positive. Instead of letting your imagination run wild with negative fantasies, use it to think of positive things. Remember positive stories about your relationship. Think of the opportunities you have for your alone time. Imagine what a great reunion you will have. Um, keep busy with the things you like. It's important to do things you like. Um, try and keep yourself from that which makes you frightened. Recognize that your emotions are overly sensitized Yes. And may pick up false positive. And that's very important. You have to keep reminding yourself that unfortunately, this disease lies to you. That there's fear and danger right here, right now, in the present, when there isn't at yeah, all. There's not. No, it's not, and it doesn't belong there. Um, your partner hasn't forgotten you. They might just be too busy to be calling every five minutes. Yeah. Recognize that your emotions, yes sir, I said that. Stop asking for reassurance. It may backfire and get the very response you fear, which is rejection. You don't want to get to the point where they say, stop calling me. I told you 20 minutes ago I still love you and I am coming home. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's it's amazing how yeah. um, when we get this scared, how irrationally we behave. And so, um, <clears throat> so a good video that I did many it was probably about two years ago uh -huh. was the real reasons relationships fail, uh -huh. and I talked about anxiety. Right. Um, in that one too. That's a good one to go back and revisit. Okay, yeah, yeah. Anxiety is very, very difficult to deal with. And these days it is considered the most common diagnosis in this country. Wow. So, <clears throat> excuse me, now we have um, realistically begun to understand that separation anxiety from childhood exists in adulthood and affects our relationships. Absolutely. The other thing that we have come to terms with in the last 20 years or so traumatic stress disorder, which also creates anxiety and which clearly does belong to the past. Um, that's when the past reoccurs to us in a flashback or a nightmare and we respond to it as if it were happening now. Because it feels like it's happening now. It feels now. like it's happening yeah. now, absolutely. And so if you had somebody abandon you in the past right. and then it happens now, it's like, oh my God, it's happening again. Right. Right. I have to go through that same pain, yeah. that same hurt, and you almost regress to like being that little child again. Right. Oh, absolutely. It's very easy to do that. Um, and one of the things you do if that happens is you promptly reorient yourself and say, I'm so-and-so, I'm a grown person, um, I'm okay right now. So anxiety can pull you back into the past, and what you want to do is reorient yourself. Yeah as soon as you can. And but, a great thing to do is to do a Skype with you. Yes. I mean, honestly, Margaret yeah. has tremendous amounts of experience with this. With reorienting and that sort of thing, yes, I do. She does. Yeah. Tremendous experience with trauma. Yeah. Um, yes. So if, if trauma is what bothers you or some of the symptoms of anxiety, I'll be happy to talk with you. They're always trying to refer people to Margaret for trauma. <laughs> yes, they won't they leave are. her alone, no, trust they won't. me. <laughs> no, they won't. I'm trying to get her to come over here more and people keep trying to pull her back. They keep showing up in my office saying, could you take this one case, please? No. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else you wanted to add to that? No, but that I, I can let you know um, that we've made progress on how to handle anxiety um, over the last few years. And we do continue to make pro progress. Mm -hmm. um, and being aware is half the battle. Right? I'm not going crazy. I'm not just strange. I have this anxiety for a reason. And so do many other people. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Just because you're an adult doesn't mean you don't get separation anxiety. No, it doesn't. In the same way that you did when you were little. No. And chances are, if it was you had a tough past and a lot of trauma in your past, and that anxiety that you had, it's all coming back again when you're in your romantic relationships. Yes. And you have to understand that and educate yourself in order to help change and grow and be a better partner and learn to be more self-sufficient. Right. Right? So, food for thought. It's really good to understand the stuff that we're teaching because you're going to really make yourself a much better option to all the people that you date right. when you can. Absolutely. The healthier you are, the better bet you are. Yeah. So, when you want to get our help personally, just go to my website, AskCraig.net, sign up for the coaching option that works best for you. I do email coaching, I do Skype coaching. If you got to get with me right away, I do offer emergency Skype coaching. Margaret is also available for Skype coaching. Feel free to contact me, I'd love to talk with you. She's got tremendous amounts of experience when it comes to trauma and uh, 
attachment yep. and adoption especially too. So if you have any of those areas, believe me, she's got amazing insights. Thank you, Coach Craig. You're welcome. But that's it for this video. I'm Coach Craig Kenneth. I'm Coach Margaret. And we will talk with you soon. Hi, I'm Coach Margaret, a relationship coach and a psychotherapist with 35 years experience. Every relationship is different and every breakup is different. Work with me to get professional help on your situation. Go to askcraig.net to sign up for a personal coaching with me.